Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I want you to grab your Bibles tonight, if you will. I'd like you to go to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation 22. I'm looking at the time, and it doesn't even matter. So, praise the Lord. Now that I've went to the restroom... I'm preaching till the sun comes up. Hallelujah. (laughs) Revelation 22. Cody, come on, let's just give our worship team a huge God bless you tonight. Love you, Cody, Sandra, Michael, Mary, Henry. Love you guys. I'm in Revelation chapter 22. This is where we're going to begin tonight. What a mighty night. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We honor your word, Lord. We honor your presence. We honor your presence, oh God. May your word, Lord, Lord, may this word tonight be the seed of such triumphant celebration and praise in this house. Oh God. That this revelation will grow and spawn in this house. That it will become electrified, amplified by the Holy Spirit in everything that we set our hands to. And everything that we do, Lord, and the vision and the very DNA of this house. That we recognize our triumphant King of glory is coming soon. And Lord, may it ignite everything within us to honor you and worship you and stand at attention at the sound of your voice and the moving of your spirit in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Revelation chapter 22. The Apostle Paul writes these words. These are the words of Jesus. I'm in verse 12. He says, And behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. Jump down to verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things. In the churches, I am the root. I am the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we jump into this, let me just magnify that last verse one more time. He says, let him come. He says, let him who hears say come. Let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life Freely. If you're taking notes tonight, I want to speak to you tonight. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Say it tonight. The Spirit and the Bride 
say come. Say it again. The spirit and the bride say come. One more time. Hallelujah. This is powerful that Jesus says this in Revelation that those that are thirsty, let them come and take it. Let him come and take the water of life. How, how many of you remember that Jesus, on the last and great day of the feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, they were in Jerusalem. Jesus was with his apostles, and he stood up and he said, All of you that are thirsty, let them come and drink of me. How many of you remember that? He said, if you drink of this living water, out of your innermost being shall flow forth rivers of living water. Track this with me. Why is this so important? That Jesus would stand up on the final day, the great day of the Feast of Tabernacles and cry out, if you're thirsty, come to me. If you're thirsty, come to me and drink. And out of your innermost being, your spirit will flow forth a river of living water. Why is Jesus pointing to the water and the flow of life at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to help answer that tonight. What would happen every year at the Feast of Tabernacles the high priest, along with the other priests, they would go down, they would leave the Temple Mount, and they would go down to the southern end of Jerusalem, which those of you that traveled with me and Bren to Israel, you'll remember if you stood on the Temple Mount and you looked across the Valley of Kidron and you looked at the Mount of Olives, if you turn to your right, that is south. And that takes you to the old city of David. And at the base of the old city of David is the pool of Siloam. What would happen at every Feast of Tabernacles, the high priest would take a golden jar, a large golden jar, and they would leave the Temple Mount and they would go down worshiping and celebrating unto the Lord, singing worship unto the Lord. They would take the large vessel, the golden vessel, and they would plunge it down into the pool of Siloam, and they would gather up the water, and the priest would carry that water now up the steps all the way back up to the temple mound. They would go to the altar, and they would pour it out as a sacrificial honor unto the Lord at the Feast of Tabernacles honoring the Lord in it. What would happen is when they poured the water out, the high priest would then declare a blessing of Isaiah chapter 12. Put it in your notes. Chapter 1, verse, uh, chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. And in verse 3, it says this. It says in verse uh, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, it says, With joy shall you draw forth from the wells of salvation. Did you get that? With joy. We had a little bit of joy in here. Let's have more of it. I say let's draw forth and have some more of it. With joy shall we draw forth from the wells of salvation. But you know what's interesting about Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3? 
It says, with joy, let us draw forth from the wells of salvation. But actually, in the original Hebrew language, this is what it says. With joy, let us draw forth from the wells of Yeshua. And we all know that in Hebrew, Yeshua is the name of our Prince of Peace, Jesus. Now do you understand why Jesus would step out and cry out, All of you who are thirsty, all of you who thirst, come to me and drink. Are you seeing it? Because the shadow became substance. What was shadow prophetic now became a living, breathing revelation in front of them. I, Jesus, I've sent my angel to testify of these things to the churches. I am the root. I'm the offspring of David. I'm the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Notice that he says, take it. Get in on it. Don't lag behind. Jump in now. Drink it now. Are you seeing it? Heaven is preparing right now for the greatest wedding feast beyond our wildest imagination. Heaven is preparing a wedding for a wedding for the king of glory. For the king of glory. Heaven is in preparation right now for the great marriage supper of the Lamb. There is so much preparation happening. While you're sitting in this room at 5614 Richardson Road, you need to know there's activity going on in heaven. There's major preparation because the culmination of the end of the age is racing towards Jesus coming for His beloved bride. It's a beauty beyond description. It's beyond our wildest imagination. Beyond our wildest imagination, our wildest fascination. I want you to notice something here, and I want you to write it down. The Holy Spirit and the Bride of Christ are in unison. They are in unison, and the Holy Spirit right now is intensifying the cry throughout the entire earth right now. He's intensifying within the bride this cry within you and I. Come, Lord Jesus. 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 Jesus." I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is intensifying and amplifying this revelation on the it is a revelation that is going to overtake the nations of the earth. It is a cry that is going to overtake the body of Christ that we are the soon coming bride that's about to receive, be received from the King of glory himself in everlasting covenant. The Holy Spirit is amplifying this revelation. He is our soon 
coming bridegroom. Jesus said, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hear that tonight. My dear friend, I'm telling you, I have been preaching the gospel for now over 26 years. I have preached, and my wife, she will tell you, I have preached with a fervency, a a burning fervency of recognizing we are living in the last days. It is such an epic, epic responsibility to carry the flame of the word of God and to impart the gospel of glory at this time in the planet. God has commissioned me to be one of the end time messengers to prepare the way of the Lord for the church to be burning, for the church to be burning, for the church to be passionate, awakened, looking, ready, readying themselves, preparing themselves for the bridal cry, the bridal cry that's about to come. This is so important. The Holy Spirit is amplifying this revelation. I want you to write it down. The Holy Spirit is amplifying this revelation. Revelation chapter 19. Revelation 19. You can go back just a few chapters. Verse 7 through 9. It says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come His wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. I am looking at those tonight that are the blessed of the Lord. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. An eternal eternal kingdom. You are an eternal citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Mark Godlewski's name is written in heaven in a book called the Lamb's Book of Life. David Wallard's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Philip Pala, his name is written in heaven in a book called the Lamb's Book of Life. You're looking at a man a hundred million years from now. I will be very much alive worshiping my king. You and I were made in the very image of God. Spirits will never die. Spirits are everlasting. You are a spirit. God made you a spirit as He is. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must what? Worship Him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. You are spirit. You and I are made in the very image of the Lord Himself. You are a spirit. You will live eternally. And your story better be... You're going to live eternally before the throne of God, worshiping forever. And if you haven't made that decision tonight, brother, sister, tonight is your night. Today, today, those of you watching me online, today is the day of salvation. 
Do not delay. Just as Jesus cried out, are you thirsty? Come to me and drink. Get in on it now. Take it now. Ooh. Can I get an amen in this house? Victoria, can you give me another water? And can you open it, please? And I promise I won't go to the restroom. <laughs> Jesus' own words, Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verse 44. Jesus' own words. He said, you also, you must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to get to that. I'm just laying some framework for this message tonight because I'm going to get to it and I'm going to hit it hard in just a minute. He said, you, you, you must be ready and you must be ready all the time. Touch somebody. Say, you better be ready all the time. Tell them. Go ahead and do it. He said, he said, I'm going to come when you least expect it. I'm going to come when you least expect I'm going to tell you, I, I get really nervous when I, when I hear prophet whoever or apostle whoever saying, oh, Jesus ain't coming for another 20, 30 years. I think that's the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever heard. Oh, we got a long ways to go. Really? Who made you sheriff? I yield my life to the word of God. Where are you at? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus said you be ready at all times. I'm going to come at a time when, when you're, you're not even thinking. You're not even thinking that I'm coming. This is, this is strong. The Holy Spirit, put it in your notes tonight. The Holy Spirit is anointing intercessors. And the Holy Spirit is anointing messengers right now that are friends of the bridegroom that have a cry in their heart. And it is the cry to the Lord, Lord, come. Lord, come. It is a church that is firmly established in its own bridal identity. The bridal identity, who they are to the Lord, who the Lord is unto us, that there is a cry. And the Holy Spirit is freshly anointing intercessors all over the earth. He's anointing messengers to burn all over the earth with this Maranatha cry. Lord, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. Are you with me tonight? We must be a church that is watching, that is praying, that is preparing, that is declaring to all the king is coming. I'm telling you, folks, we need to repent for the lack of urgency that has been in the church. There has been a lack of urgency and a lot of bad teaching in these last days that has made us wax so cold when it comes to talking about the return of the Lord. The King is coming. The king is coming. This is, this is something that must be burning afresh in your soul. And it must be something that you're saying to others. You have to recognize the signs of the times. You have to recognize, guys, nothing is going back to normal. Everything is changing. And every system imaginable has already been rigged. 
But let me tell you something. It ain't going to stop the church that Jesus Christ is building. He said, ah, uh, the church that I'm building, ah, uh, the gates of hell will not even prevail against the church that I am building. I'm not talking about a pitiful, lukewarm church. I'm not talking about all of the cultural, silly, stupid norms of the American church. That has done nothing for this generation. God is going to deliver this generation from, from really gross religion. Holy Spirit is courting the people of God into a burning, a burning intensity, a burning love, a burning love. What we prayed, what we decreed in worship tonight, this burning of day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, the wooing of the Holy Spirit. That's why I tell you the meeting never ends. When the lights go off, the air conditioners are fixed. The meeting never ends. The fire never sleeps. The fire goes on and on and on. It's the courtship of heaven. The cry is going out. The bridegroom is coming soon. Hear it tonight. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2. I am jealous for you. Amazingly, Mark, you prayed this in intercession tonight. It was like lightning when you prayed this. Of course, you had no idea what I was preparing. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you, I betrothed you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin unto Christ. Do you, do you, do you, does that grab a hold of you? I'm telling you, your Lord and your King is so jealous for you. He's jealous for you. You and you alone. That we would have no other lovers. No other false lovers. No other false gods. Nothing before Him. A pure burning love for the King. Paul talks about it in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. Ephesians 5 and 27. That he might present her to himself. Who is that? The king of glory. That he might present her to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle of any such. But that she should be holy and without blemish you got to understand for folks this is the work of the holy spirit inside of you the holy spirit is preparing you for this wedding of the bride and the bridegroom the holy spirit is doing the work of of of, of sanctification of justification of holiness within you it is the ministry of the holy spirit it's not you Christianity is not um, some self-help religion so that you can get holy enough. The blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus is enough. And then the work of the Holy Spirit that works on that blood begins to flow through your life and sanctify you and cleanse you.
So that when you lay your head on, the, on your pillow at night, you realize, I have been changed. I am changing. I am being transformed. The way I used to think, the man I used to be, the woman I used to be, all things are becoming new. And all these old things, they're now being trimmed off and passed away. Hallelujah. I want to read it again, Ephesians 5, 27. So that he, he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Hallelujah. Guys, the Lord has made us holy. When, when we come in here and we present ourselves before the throne of God in worship, you are coming in in robes of righteousness. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting scripture to you. You and I are actually clothed. If, you, if we could see this family, those of you online, if you could see this family, we are actually robed in righteousness. We've already been made cleansed by the blood of Jesus. So you can come before the throne of grace with no condemnation, no shame whatsoever. You have been cleansed and redeemed. By the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit's working in you. He's working to create in us, to make us a bride with no spot, no blemish, ready for the return of our King. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, I'm living with this expectancy. I've been living most of my life with the expectation for the return of our King. I believe in our lifetime, we're going to see the Lord. I believe in our lifetime, we're going to see the Lord. And we're going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We're going to be transformed. We shall behold Him and we shall be like Him. We shall, we shall be taken unto the Lord forever. Stay with me tonight. Revelation 16, verse 15. I'm reading out of the ESV. I don't know if we had the ESV back there. If we don't, it's the New King James. This is what it says. It says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Actually, before, before we move on, I, I want to just, I, wanna, I want this word behold to grab a hold of you. Behold. What does it actually mean? Behold. Most of us are familiar with the, with the verse, Psalm 133, Behold how beautiful and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. But the word behold there, when Jesus says behold, it means to stop in your tracks and to stand in awe. What are we, that's what happens when we're here at Victory, when we're worshiping. We're stopping in our tracks. And we're stopping in awe and reverence to just gaze upon the Lord. That's what it means to behold the Lord. Now listen what Jesus said. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and seen exposed. I'm going to say this again. The Holy Spirit is amplifying this emphasis, this wave 
is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's growing in momentum right now. There's a cry inside of the people of God. Lord, come. Lord, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. And I, I want to be, I, I want to just, I want to let this dagger go in. I want to make sure I cut like a doctor tonight, like, like a scalpel, like, like a mini knife just coming in. Did you know that the, the word of God, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? The same sword that pierces you heals you. The same sword that wounds you heals you. Did you hear that? Listen, listen. I'm not talking about when we look at the news and we see the peril in the earth and we're crying out, Lord, come. I'm talking about a burning love, a burning, passionate, bridal love that is within you that's saying, God, my home is heaven. My home is heaven. I'll tell you, it felt great to drive into what we call home in the earth. North Carolina, the mountains were fabulous. Oh, dear Lord. It was so quiet at our cabin, you heard nothing but just a hint of wind coming through our trees. Squirrels. I was trying to capture a bear that was moving through our woods. I was so excited. Brim was taking a nap, and I was out. I was texting the kids, there's a bear moving through. The I'm going to send you a video in a second. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was out there ready. Man, he was just sloshing through. He was breaking twigs, heavy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, and he never appeared. I started talking to him. I'm like, you come out now. You come on up to this cabin. <laughs> but I was like 20 feet up in the air on my balcony, you know, like, oh, we're good. We're good. You come on out. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you really heard was just, just the clip on of the fan of our, of our hot tub in the back and those jets stirring, and then they'd go down. And it was just quiet. Oh, it was, it was bliss. <laughs> it was bliss. But you know what? It was wonderful to drive in to home. It was great to, to come off University Avenue and see UTC and, and see the lights and everything that, that I know in this you know, realm to be home. It felt so good. We got so excited. We were so excited to get back in church tonight and worship with all of you and be together and just hug everybody and be loved on and it's wonderful, but you know what? This is not our home. This is not your home. This is not the end. 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 It's beyond our wildest imaginations, our wildest fascinations and conceptions. You and I are citizens of the kingdom of God. We're going to live forever and ever and ever and ever. We're going to be right there with Lois forever. And ever and ever, worshiping as the bride. We will forever be the bride of Christ. Isn't that amazing? Oh, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. I believe it is a sign of the last days that the cry begins to come out of the Spirit and the bride in the earth. What I love, and I said this earlier, and I hope you caught it, it's amazing that what is happening in the spirit and the bride is in unison. 
The Spirit of God is saying the same thing as the bride. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. I, uh, my, my wife and I took a, an afternoon, way more than an afternoon, actually, to go to the Billy Graham Training Center. It was heaven. The peace of God on that property, the presence of the Lord on that property, the presence of the Lord in their prayer chapel, off the charts. I'm telling you, off the charts. My wife and I walked through hallway after hallway after corridor. I could have posted a thousand pictures. They're all on my phone still. Of the photographs that lined those corridors of Billy Graham and Ruth Graham and their team throughout the nations of the earth harvesting the souls of men and women. All we did was walk through that place and wept. It was overwhelming. There was such joy. I'm telling you, there is a cry. Heaven is anxious to receive the nations of the earth. Heaven is hungry for souls. The bride that is in heaven is incomplete without the bride that is still in the earth. But there is coming a day. We're all going to be together. Oh, my God. I want you to go to Matthew 25 tonight. Matthew 25. It's only 830. Hallelujah. Most churches that start at 6 are done by 7. Not here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 25. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I'm beginning in the beginning. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and they went out to meet the bridegroom. Notice that. It's the identity of Jesus here. He is the bridegroom returning for his bride. Now, five of them, they were wise. And then there were five that were foolish. And those who were foolish took their lamps, and they had no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they slumbered. They all slumbered, and they slept. And a midnight cry went out and was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Now notice it has an exclamation point on the end. That's why I can yell like that. That's important. <laughs> then all those virgins, they arose, they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, No. Lest there should not be enough for us and you, go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came out, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. Watch this. And the door was shut. Every time, every time I read that, it reminds me of Noah and his family going into the ark of safety no one, no one closed the, the, the door to the ark. It was God. It says the hand of the Lord 
shut the door and shut Noah and his family in in the ark of salvation. Those who were ready, they went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. And afterwards, the virgins who came also, they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, surely I say to you, I do not know you. That's, that's one of the scariest verses in the Bible. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is such a prophetic picture for us in this hour. I'm going to speak for the next few moments, and I'm going to round the bases probably pretty quick. But I want to talk to you about the Jewish wedding customs. After, you need to write this down. After a Jewish young man was engaged or betrothed to his fiance, what they did is that the bridegroom would actually leave and go back to his father's house and begin to build and prepare uh, a room onto his father's house to receive his soon-to-be bride. That's number one. So he went away to his father's house, but he also went away to his father's house. That young Jewish boy that was now pledged to that woman he gave her the promise, I'm going to come and return for you. But I have to go and prepare a place for you. Sounds a little familiar, if you're tracking with me. So he went back to his father's house. Jewish, all the Jewish families did this. The man went back to his father's house, and he began to prepare a corridor or a room or a space for, the, for his new bride. Okay? And he promised her, I would return again. I will come and take you away to the place that I have prepared for you. Number two, once the preparations were completed, the father would bless his son to go and receive his bride. you got to catch this tonight. See, in Jewish tradition, it was... It, was, it wasn't enough that the actual preparations were actually done and prepared. It was only when the father said to the son, you have my blessing and my authorization now to go and get your bride. Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no man knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Did you see it? Jesus wasn't lying when he said, when they would ask him about the day, he said, no, 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 you have to understand all the authorization to this that goes to my father. My father knows the day. There is coming a day when God the father will turn to his son and he will say, now is the time to go and receive your cherished bride in the earth. Receive Receive them now unto yourself. But even now in the earth, there are friends of the bridegroom. There are messengers in the earth that are crying out, Behold, behold, the bridegroom, the bridegroom is coming. Friends of the bridegroom. Friends of the bridegroom right now are calling out the messengers. And what happened, Jesus said, when the friends of the bridegroom began to 
began to call out. When did they do it? At the midnight hour. That's when the bride and, the, and her helpers were awakened then. In Jewish tradition, they would awaken with the bride, light their lamps with the oil, prepare the bride to now go out into the night to meet the bridegroom, and they would be taken away in the night hours. Are you seeing the picture? Now, the next thing I want you to see. The bridegroom would take the bride. This is Jewish tradition. So again, I mean, you're holding a Jewish book in Jewish culture written to Jewish people. Are you with me? So when he's saying this, they're getting some real insight. Watch this. In Jewish, in Jewish custom and in Jewish marriages, what would happen is the bridegroom would come to take the bride and he would come in the night hours and he would snatch the bride to himself and they would be taken away to the chamber that he had prepared for the bride. And they would not be seen for seven days so that they could consummate their marriage. They were in a hidden place. And then after seven days in Jewish custom, they would open the doors and they would come out into the village for celebration to be shown by all. Are you hearing anything tonight? Are you hearing it? I want you to listen to these words in John chapter 14. These words are very familiar. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> wow. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you the name of Jesus. His name is faithful and true. Amen. Say it. His name is faithful and true. Say it again. His name is faithful and true. Say it again. His name is true. When you make a promise, you create hope. When you make a promise, you create hope. But when you keep a promise, you create trust. I'm telling you, the King of glory is going to keep His word. He said, I go away. I am preparing a place for my bride. And if I go away to prepare a place for my bride, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself. I will take you to be with me where I am going. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the receiving of the bride of Christ. In the rapture of the church. He is coming quickly. Soon. Soon. I pray. I pray that there is a Maranatha cry that would begin to burn in this house. That everything that we do in worship, Cody. Cody, everything we do in worship... It has laced in this the holiness of the king, the coming of the king, the coming of the Lord, the preparation of the bride for the bridegroom. Everything that every ministry in this church 
has this burning cord in it so that we are that so, so that I am not leading anyone who is sleeping as a fool. I don't want to be leading anyone who is sleeping as a fool. I want you to have fresh oil from the Holy Spirit every day. Come on, smile at me. <laughs> I want you to have fresh oil, the, the fresh oil of the presence, the wetness, the dew, the very dew, the wetness, the saturation of the presence of God on your life. That fresh oil, that flowing oil where he says, if you're thirsty, come and drink. When this meeting's over, you can go home and open your Bible, put on your worship, and keep drinking. And you need to keep drinking. <laughs> Woo! And keep drinking and drinking until you're not dry anymore. Listen, we're moving in to an incredible revival and an awakening. That when people come in here, they're going to get in the, in, in the midst of a culture of people that go, Oh my God, this place is saturated with the presence of the Lord. It's wet with the dew of the anointing. People are going to come in here dry from everywhere. Why? Because we prepared the way. Because we made room for the Holy Spirit. His name is faithful and true. He is coming just as he promised. Right now, heaven is in great preparation to receive the bride. There is great preparation. You've lived your whole life to, 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 to see the return of the king. And he's coming just as he's promised. I want to I tell you this in great humility. I want you to look this way. I'm not here to argue with anyone in this church about pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. I'm not going to argue with you. I'll talk with you because, man, I love it. And I'll talk till the sun comes up on it. But I'll never argue with you. We approach the end times very humbly around here. Only the Father knows the day and the hour that he will look at his son and commission him. Now go and receive Receive your bride. I want to end with this scripture tonight. It's Ephesians chapter, I'm sorry, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in verse 9. Hallelujah to the Lamb. He says that we are not appointed unto wrath, but to obtain salvation. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the destiny of the bride of Christ is not to suffer the wrath of God in the earth that is about to be poured out. There is a justice and a judgment coming on this planet that the wicked are going to, it's a severe judgment that the wicked are going to have to endure. The destiny of the bride is to obtain salvation, not to endure the wrath of God. When Jesus will be commissioned, only my Father and your Father knows. I tell you this, He's coming quickly. He's coming quickly. I'm telling you, my heart is alive 
and burning. I'm in a living revival. This church, this church is about personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. That's the vision of this church. I am living in a living, burning revival. I am awakened. I know our king is coming. I live with this awareness every day. I'm always looking. I sat away from all of you in the cabin watching the formations of the clouds. I watched the clouds ripple through those mountains, move through like waves on the ocean coming through those mountains. I just sat there with Jesus day after day after. It was, <laughs> it was heaven. It was heaven. It was gorgeous, but I live every day with an awareness. I drive down these streets in this city, look through my sunroof into cloud formations. I think about all the time when I will see King Jesus appearing, returning for me. I live this way. Guys, I live this way. I think this way. I pray you will too. Actually, I believe you do. Just wave at me if you do. That's right. That's right. Well, the Lord is calling. How fitting. I love his ringtone. It's been a powerful, powerful night in here. But I want to look at everybody in this room. If you don't know the Lord, or if you've been away from the Lord, you know in your heart you've been away from the Lord. Tonight is the night. You must come back. Time, time is ticking away. Guys, prodigals, prodigals are returning to the Lord everywhere. Everywhere. We, we are hearing such amazing reports, especially... Um, Internet statistics on people that are, are studying. They're going to the Bible apps, scriptures. They're looking about the end times, the return, return of the Lord. Prodigals are coming back to the Lord everywhere. If you're in this room, if you've been away from the Lord tonight, you must return. You must return to the covenant-keeping Father. Tonight is your night. If you've never given your life to Christ, tonight must be the night. He loves you. He loves you. He cherishes you. He has an eternal love story written over your life. I want every one of us to stand this evening. I want our prayer team to prepare themselves. Because we're going to open the altars in just a minute. If you're here tonight... Maybe you've, you, you once loved the Lord, you, must, you once served the Lord, but your heart has grown cold. The cares of this life, the cares of this world, things came at you fast. Something came into your world and derailed you. You got offended. You got hurt. Whatever it was, you went through, you went through a divorce. You went through a, 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 a unique battle in your life. You went through a sickness. You went through an, an illness. You went through a, a failure. You went through a moral failure. You, you went through whatever it was. Something derailed you. But tonight, the Spirit of God is saying, come back and come home. Let's restore fellowship. And though our sins be as scarlet, the Lord says, 
I want to wash you white as snow. That's how God does it. That's how God does it. If you're here tonight, and if that's you, and you'd say, Brian, I know I'm coming home to the Lord tonight. I'm making the decision. I'm coming back to the Lord. I want you to slip your hand high so I can see you, so that I know you're, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right there. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Yes, thank you in the back. I see you against the wall. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 When you lifted your hand, you've already given your heart to the Lord. You already said yes. But I want to do something. I want to pray for everybody that lifted their hand in this room tonight. And I want everybody to just take hands and pray this prayer with me tonight. Thank you, Cody. Those of you that lifted your hands tonight, I want you to pray this. But I want the church to pray this with them tonight. King Jesus. I return to you with my whole heart. I give my life and my destiny to you. Holy Spirit, I ask you to seal this decision with the blood of Jesus. I give you my life, Lord. I am yours. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord praise tonight. Tonight, those of you that lifted your hands, we have a gift for you. We have a new Bible up here that we want to give to you. We want to give to you as a gift. We want to love you. We'll take a little bit of information as our prayer team will come. Those of you that lifted your hand, when you come forward to the prayer team, tell them, I, I lifted my hand tonight. I prayed that prayer. I want our prayer team to come. Those of you that lifted your hand tonight, maybe you prayed it tonight on the internet, online tonight. You've rededicated your life to the Lord. You've made Jesus the king of your life. It's the greatest decision you will ever make. For those of you that lifted your hand, I encourage you to come up for prayer and let us know. I prayed that prayer tonight. We have a gift for you. We have a new Bible for you. We want to sow that into your life. Mark and Kathy, I'll show you where those Bibles are at, just where we've placed them tonight. Janique, yeah, if you'll help us, just help Mark and Kathy as they lead here tonight. Guys, what a powerful, powerful, powerful night. Amen. Father, I pray that as the altars are open for those that need ministry tonight, that there is the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that there is miracles and healing released in this house tonight. Whatever need you have, if you need a healing, if you need a miracle, if you're believing for a relational miracle, if you're believing for a breakthrough in the realm of your occupation, of your job, of finances, whatever it is, we want to pray for you. There is such power in agreement. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Chains are broken. 
by the name of Jesus. The works of the enemy can be shredded off of your life tonight by the anointing. So, Lord, I pray tonight as we open the altars that miracles are released into your people and over families. Amen and amen. If you need prayer tonight for any reason, we want to open the altars now. Go ahead and come. Go ahead and come. Yeah. Go ahead and come. So proud of you. So proud of you. So proud of you, Mike. So proud of you. Hallelujah. I love you guys. I love you. Good night. It's great to be back home. Love you. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.